Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Life is a Sport podcast. It is 4.30 a.m., and I am back at it, excited to share with you today uh, about when athletes are feeling frustrated or stuck because they can't get to their next goal. Now, I actually hear this a lot from athletes, parents, and coaches, because athletes will cycle through this feeling quite often through their sports journey. When they call me, their story might actually start like this. Okay, they call me up and they say, you know, I don't understand. Things were going great. My kid worked hard all summer and achieved his goal of becoming a starter. But it's January now and he's frustrated again because he's not playing that well and his coach has been messing around with other starters and he's no longer getting the minutes he deserves. Other kids seem to be passing him and he doesn't know why. Now I know why. I know exactly what's going on. They are suffering from the comfy couch syndrome. What is that? Put simply, is the disease of becoming too comfortable. It happens when you have reached a goal that you've been fighting for for some time. You know, it could be a small goal or a really big one. But when you reach that goal, you begin to feel comfortable and you stop doing all the little things that allowed you to attain that goal in the first place. You stagnate and it opens the way for others to surpass you. It makes you feel stuck and it holds you back from achieving that next level of success. Now it gets harder and harder to get off the couch as you become more and more comfortable. Your kids first experience this in sport and then eventually they develop a habit of getting comfortable and then they see it happen in their careers. So let me show you what it looks like at work in the corporate world, for example. Because understanding how this presents in the real world will allow you to understand why it's urgent for your kid to learn how to deal with it now in sport first. So as I described the corporate example, if you have not experienced this yourself, try and picture the person that you work with who has, because God knows there are people like this on the couch everywhere. All right, so here we go. Here's my corporate example. So maybe you were recruited number one out of your MBA class with offers from the best companies all over the world. And when you accepted the job, you ride high for a while and you're very comfortable with your new status. Maybe you worked your way up from an entry level position and now you're a manager and you have people working for you and you have a nice house, a great car and the paycheck that you've always dreamed of. You know, you're very comfortable. And then all of a sudden you start getting cocky or complacent and you lose your focus on continually um, self-improving. And all of a sudden, You look to your left and you look to your right and you notice that people are all of a sudden passing you. You're not getting the promotion you wanted. They are. And you feel stuck and confused. You, my friend, have fallen victim to the comfy couch. Now, it doesn't matter if we're talking about sport or the corporate world. If you stay on the couch long enough, eventually you attract friends that join you on the couch. Right? These are the people that agree with all your grumblings and they reinforce how you're feeling. Like, uh, yeah, man, your boss is crazy for not seeing your talents or your gift to the company. Or in sport, wow, the coach is such a jerk for letting uh, Jimmy start over you. You know, I always find it amazing that you can always find people to support your habits, whether they're good or bad. Don't let your kids develop the habit of being comfortable and grumbling. Help them understand what this syndrome is and then teach them how to get off the couch and achieve their goals. Okay, great. So now that they know that they're on the couch, but how do you teach them how to get off? 
I promise this is not a really hard concept, okay? They need two things. Number one, a new target. Number two, they need the next step to reach it. Okay, so what is their target? Goal setting can be really hard for kids. Many people don't know how to set a realistic goal, so let's teach them how while they're young. There are thousands of books on goal setting, and uh, by no means am I an expert. I'm just going to share with you what works in my company, with my staff, and with the thousands of athletes that we work with. Okay, to create a target, let me start by going through some of the mistakes athletes make when they try and set one. I always tell my staff that when they're goal setting, they should never be afraid to aim too high. Be realistic, but do not sell yourself short. Just because it's a big goal doesn't mean you won't reach it. It might just mean you have to set smaller ones in between. So an example of setting a high goal could mean your athlete telling you that he wants to play on the national team or in the NBA one day. Now, those are both great goals and totally doable, but he or she will need to set a goal that's a little bit closer to their level right now, like perhaps being the number one scorer or the player with the highest number of assists on the team that they're on. Those are pretty big goals as well. Another common mistake athletes make when they're creating a new target is that they try to attain too many goals at once, not really focusing on any one thing. And when you spread your focus, you're really prolonging your ability to hit your target. And the longer it takes, the more frustrated kids are going to get and they're going to actually like stop trying. Okay, so athletes try to work on too many things, like instead of really focusing on ball handling every single second, they split their time maybe four different ways, like they're working on shooting and defense and passing. I always say, just pick one, master that, and then move on. The final mistake I see athletes make when setting a target is that some athletes don't even have a goal. They just, you know, desperately start aiming for anything and everything. You know, you'll see this when they say they're going to work on their three-point shot. They try it for a while, get frustrated, quit, try something else, and they're switching, uh, you know, skill over skill over and over. Once you help your athlete figure out their target, Now you're ready to help them create the game plan to achieve it. Now I know what you're thinking, okay? My kid never listens to me, right? Now I struggle with that too. Even though I played high level basketball, my kids don't listen to my advice either. In fact, they're really, really guarded. So what do I do? I enlist the help of other voices in their life, like their coaches or their teachers, or maybe an older player, somebody they admire. And I coach that person Um, into helping my kid create their game plan. So what is this game plan I'm talking about? How do you create it? Uh, The way I like to explain is I use an analogy of a ladder as my game planning tool. I like to teach kids to put their realistic, very specific goal at the top of the ladder. Okay, and then I help them brainstorm the smaller steps that they can create to get them closer to that end goal. Ladders can be a scary thing to look at at first, but setting smaller goals as the steps toward the big goal makes it easier for kids to make their way to the top. Now we actually have a worksheet with a ladder graphic for them to write down their goal and all the steps. Uh, And I can share that with you at the end. But I explained that just like in practice, you know, it's all those little things that add up to the big things. Now as a parent, we don't always know the proper steps for our young athletes to take, especially if you know, you're a parent that's never played that specific sport. So don't be afraid to enlist the help of a coach to help you build it. It doesn't even have to be the coach of your kid. It can be a different coach. 
Now, I also want to give you three pieces of advice when doing this ladder exercise with your athlete. Number one, it's very important to understand and make sure that your athlete knows that all ladders are unique. You can't climb somebody else's ladder. So what another athlete is doing may or may not be right for you. You might be able to borrow ideas, but don't copy their ladder. Number two, you must also remember that you, their parent or coach can help them create the ladder, but the athlete needs to climb it alone. You do have a role though. It's important that your athlete feels your support and sees you as someone who's at the bottom of their ladder, you know, supporting it, ready to catch them or support them if they miss a step. Number three, it's important to explain to your child that each time you achieve a small step on your ladder, you can do like a mini celebration, but just like when you win some kind of medal at a tournament, at some point you got to take it off and you have to move on to your next goal or you are just going to get stuck on that couch again. The life skill that you are teaching your kid of setting a realistic goal and then teaching them how to develop the game plan to achieve it is a skill that they will take with them forever. Athletes are constantly writing and rewriting game plans in their head. They practice it a million times over as they journey through sport. Learning to transfer the skill to the workplace will be one of the biggest life skills sport can teach your kid. It's a hard process. I never said it would be easy. But then again, being a sport parent is hard. The reward at the end of this sports journey is a child who grows up to be a high-performance human in any field they choose to be in. Help your kid achieve their goals. Don't let them suffer from the comfy couch syndrome. Share this podcast with your coach, your team, or other parents and help them understand the life lessons sport teaches. If you like this podcast and want to learn more about the life lessons learned in sport for success in life, go to www.lifesasport.ca and sign up for our updates. I will also be posting a ladder worksheet there so you can use it with your team or with your athletes. And you can also join our private Facebook group and have access to me and my team for any questions you may have throughout your season about the good, bad, and ugly that may happen in sport and the life lessons your kid will learn from it. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great week, everybody.